Hello and welcome to the September edition of Capital Yarns, the podcast. My name's Sean Costello um, and this is a podcast for those that might be tuning in for the first time where items that have been inspired by readers and listeners of my blog Capital Yarns come to life in podcast form. Those stories always uh, bring together three items that someone has nominated in some way, in person, over email, over social media, for me to weave into a story set in Canberra. And this month, we've got one for the adults. Uh, should start off by giving a language warning, a few naughty words in this one. We're also recording, if you've seen the Facebook Live video we did uh, just a few moments ago, on International Podcasting Day. So, happy 30th September, AFL Grand Final Day and International Podcasting Day. Uh, you can check out that video on my Facebook page if you want to have a look. Um, just a little bit behind the scenes of the Capital Yarns podcast. As I said, uh, today's story is all about roller derby, a fantastic sport, quite popular here in Canberra, and we're coming to the business end of the season uh, here in the ACT. The next bout coming up is the 14th of October, which will be the Bellies versus the Griffins, and then 18 November is the grand final. Uh, So this story was inspired by a a real-life roller derby star, uh, and she requested three items, not surprisingly, being the Canberra Roller Derby League, the Great Australian Ice Creamery, and the Castle Playground at Commonwealth Park. So have a listen out for those items to appear in this story, which sort of explores the sorts of um, interesting and amazing people that may compete in the capital of Australia's Roller Derby League. It's called She. Enjoy. Jim stared at her expectantly. So, what are we going to do, boss? Yes, Ellipsis. What are you going to do? She thought to herself. Shit. Another voice in her head retaliated. Three hours to go, and already you're thinking about yourself by your stage name. More like your alter ego, the other voice responded. The internal dialogue over, she spoke out loud at last, trying to focus on the issue at hand. Jim, we have to act quickly, whatever we do. They spent the next hour debating the pros and cons of action and inaction. All the while, she tried to stay focused on the decision, rather than longing to be amongst the sweat and skates of her teammates, to feel the anticipation of the crowd, the impact of contact against an opponent. At last, she made her decision. Now there was resolution. What was done was done. She could already feel some of the tension in her body releasing as she left the room, and made her way to the car. From there it was a 20-minute drive to the stadium, via a toilet box, for a costume change. As she climbed into the car, she realised it wasn't just making the decision that was relaxing her. The thought of the bout was already working its magic. She could feel her mind clearing, her shoulders relaxing. At the same time, other muscles were tensing. Muscles that you didn't tighten when you were contemplating saving a life, but that engage when you hip-check someone rolling past you with all the intent of taking theirs. The voice of Ellipsis again. Soon it would be the only voice. She would take over for the next few hours. As she skated into the arena, costume and mask in place, she felt the pre-game's calmness descend. She was just another girl, amongst a group of equals. Not even her teammates knew who she was. She had worn the mask since her fresh meat days, 
She supposed some might have guessed. But if they had, they hadn't let on. Lipsy, a girl in Ubrinda Bella Purple said as she skated past, tapping her on the arm affectionately as she did so. Hydromatic, she replied in return, her voice unmistakably deeper than usual, even through her Guy Fawkes mask. Ellipsis was in the house. It had been Hydromatic who had originally come up with the nickname, but it had stuck and now all her teammates used the term. A few had done so tentatively at first, afraid of what response they might get from the strange, quiet woman who never removed her mask and left immediately after every bout. The demands of work and travel meant she couldn't even train anymore. She had hardly done so since her boot camp days. That had been a different time, when teams practised and screened new players in empty car parks around town. She didn't miss falling over on bitumen. It was falling on the wooden floorboards of the stadiums almost pleasant in comparison. At last she was introduced. Please welcome the mystery roller. Not even I know who is under that mask. She's as cool as an iceberg. Ellipsis! The crowd noise rose to a new crescendo as Betty read out her name. Ellipsis simply stood motionless and waited for it to stop. Hydromatic handed her the star and they were ready to begin. She savoured the complete calmness that had come over her. At these moments she could shut everything out. The decision, the rest of her work, her personal life. Even the crowd became a distant din. All that mattered was getting through that pack and skating. A trickle of sweat fell into her eye and she winced in pain, trying to refocus her vision. Sweat was a perennial issue in the mask. She hadn't even started skating yet. She knew from bitter experience she would be drenched underneath by the end. At last the zebras started the bout. The rest of the jam and the ones after were a blur, a non-stop rush of adrenaline where she mostly reacted on instinct, only stopping when the jam ended, usually because of her decision. Half-time arrived before she knew it and she paced nervously around the dressing room for the entire break. Don't stress the penalty, Lipsy, Freudian Slit said, sensing her frustration. She nodded in reply. It wasn't the trip to the penalty box that was bothering her. She was starting to think about work again. At last they were back on the rink and the blur of skates, sweat and female bodies returned. The second half went more smoothly, with no further penalties against her. She did, however, misjudge a bump on one of the Surly Griffin girls as she attempted to make her way through the pack. As she spun out of control and worked to restore equilibrium, she realised that she had misjudged the girl's centre of gravity. Regaining her poise, she hit her again this time properly. She was out the other side and lead jammer once again. Just as she prepared to once again break through, the zebras ended the bout. Shame, I was just starting to enjoy myself. She glanced up at the scoreboard. 200 to 30. Wow, big score. She paused to consider whether to stay and high-five some of the young girls who had screamed their support throughout the bout or make a fast getaway before someone asked too many questions, or worse, tried to unmask her. Despite the disgusting feeling of the sticky mask and pouring sweat, she stayed, but soon regretted it. 
She didn't notice a man in a short-sleeved shirt and jeans approach until he was standing right next to her. Hey, Ellipsis, I'm Ben from the Canberra Times. That was some performance. Thanks. Her voice muffled from under her mask. She wasn't sure if it was her normal voice or that of Ellipsis. In the minutes and hours after about, it tended to be a battle for her true self to return. The bitch didn't always leave happily. I wonder if I might ask you some questions. Uh, I don't think so, she replied, turning to leave. People are very curious to know who you are. Great, he's a persistent one. She skated out of the arena and towards the change rooms, gently pushing past some fans and teammates as she did so. Hydromatic noticed what was going on and deliberately skated backwards into the man. Oh, sorry, mate, she offered slightly sarcastically. He pushed past her, appearing not to notice, and ran to catch up to Ellipsis, who had reached the change room door. She had no intention of getting changed here, but hoped it might throw him off. Some people say you're a man. Honey, I'm not a man, but you are, which means I can go in here and you can't. And with that, she entered the doorway, pushing the door back aggressively, lest he try to follow her in. Hydromatic had caught up to him, and she could hear her through the doorway. You know, I said she could call herself vagina wolf, but she thought it was too crude. Still, it would have been appropriate at times like this. And why is that? Because you should be afraid, very afraid, particularly if you don't piss off from outside our change room. Thanks, Hydromatic, Ellipsis thought, smiling on the other side of the door. After a fitful sleep, she rose early and arrived early at a nearby playground for a family party. She searched for her sister and nephew, but instead recognised a man playing with a small girl nearby. It took her a moment to place him, to see him with Ellipsis's eyes. It was Ben, the journalist from last night. Don't be stupid, the deeper tone voice of Ellipsis responded. You don't have your mask on and he hasn't seen you with it off. He has no idea. It was the first time Ellipsis had spoken that morning. As she wrestled herself away from the internal dialogue, she realised he was walking towards her. Hey, I'm Ben. I think we've spoken. Shit, the normal voice in her head thought, with the slightest shrill to it. She narrowed her eyes, pretending not to recognise him. We have, she responded. He nodded, smiling. Yeah, you probably don't remember. It was uh, last year over the phone. I was working for the Chronicle and uh, chatted to you about the campaign you're involved with. Uh, It was in the Great Australian Ice Creamery at... um... Ben trailed off, suddenly embarrassed. She let out a sigh of relief. Oh yeah, that was a great campaign. Shame it didn't get off the ground. Ben nodded. Yeah, shame. There was an awkward silence as the two stood, shuffling the dirt. Ben occasionally looked up to check on the girls playing around a fake castle. The girl would disappear for long periods before sticking her head up from a different vantage point and yelling, Boo! Why doesn't he get the message and leave? Go and stop his kid cracking her head open. So, are you meeting someone? Ah, oh, yeah, it's it's my nephew's birthday, Ben nodded. Mercifully, her sister arrived with a troop of young children in tow. Well, here's my family. See you later. Bye. Well, you fucked that up. Shut up, Olivia.
collapses, she whispered out loud, turning to greet her sister. The wait for the next bout was excruciating. Weeks spent with impossible deadlines and a multitude of crises. At last, the night of the next bout arrived. A double header at the Institute of Sport. The larger venue also drew a bigger crowd, and ellipsis fed off the crowd all night long. She played well, and the team won. Still caught up in the emotion of the bout, she drove quickly to the toilet box to change oblivious to all that was happening around her, or who might be driving behind her. You're actually getting okay at this roller derby thing, Ellipsis's voice rang out in her mind as she exited the toilet block mask safely tucked away in her bag. And there he was, leaning against his car, his face clear in the dwindling twilight. Fucking Ben, smiling and shaking his head. I had my theories, but I never would have guessed it was you. Play it cool. Sorry, uh, what are you talking about? She replied. He seemed not to hear her. But I just needed to know, so I followed you. Her stomach tightened and she held back the urge to retch. She took a tentative step forward. I suppose it makes sense now. Think about it. The bouts he missed. You were away. This can't be happening. The game isn't up yet. You can still deny it. I don't know what you're saying, she whispered, her voice unconvincing even to her ears. He stared at her before responding. But why do it? Someone like you. Why put your body on the line? Why risk it all? She took another step towards him, meeting his gaze for the first time. Don't do it. Let me take over. Not this time, retorted her voice. You can't tell anyone about this, Ben. This is off the record. He stared at her, as if considering her offer. Ben? Fine. Off the record. She hesitated for a moment. Was she ready to do this? Ready to admit this to someone? I... I need it. Roller derby, the the adrenaline, the speed... To be completely swept up in the moment. No time to think, just to act. But for it to work, I need it to stay a secret. She sighed and stared at the ground. Did he understand what this meant to her? Did he care? At last, Ben spoke again, trying to make contact with her downcast eyes as he did. Okay, I won't tell. My readers don't need to know who you are. In fact, I think I like the idea of them creating their own ellipsis. Let them decide who it is behind that mask. Well, thanks to Melanie for helping me bring that yarn to life. I hope you had some fun with it. We certainly did. You can find out more about the Canberra Roller Derby League at www.crdl.com.au. Uh, Thanks to Hashimoto for supplying the Capital Yarns theme and happy International Podcasting Day once again. More information about International Podcast Day is at internationalpodcast.com. You can listen to the backlog of my podcasts at my website, capitalyarns.com.au or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, And you can also get the Capital Yarn books and zines at a range of retails around the city. And excitingly, next Saturday, the 7th of October, you'll be also able to get a very special story that I've written in zine format 
called Hey Sister, all about Canberra and uh, Wellington sister city relationship at the Capital CoLab at the New Acton Precinct in Canberra, just on the Lake Foreshore there. Um, a real great arts precinct uh, and Capital CoLab is about celebrating the arts, food, drink of the capitals of New Zealand and Australia. Uh, capital collaboration coming to life um, and my uh, my story, I'm really excited that my story can feature as part of that given it too, is about the sort of collaboration between the sister cities and quite a topical story at the moment if you heard the podcast of it a few weeks ago. You can find out more about the Capital Collab uh, at their Facebook page or uh, check out the New Acton Precinct page or even at wellingtonnzalloneword.com slash Australia slash Capital dash Collab. So um, I'll be there. Hopefully I might run into you at the Capital Collab, come up and say hello and even give me three items to weave into a story set in Canberra for you. Otherwise, um, I'll see you next month for another Capital Yarns podcast. Bye for now.